0: Lord, thank you so much, God. We ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, would come and change us from the inside out. We ask that you would illuminate your word, Lord. You would just highlight it to us. Just turn us, Lord. Turn us on. Lord, that we would be able to respond to your word. We thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, uh, we uh, started the Ten Commandments quite a while ago. We... Had some different um, sermons in between. But, um, you know, we have gone through the first four, like I said. And we know a lot of times people, you know, thinking, oh, it's all about the rules, Ten Commandments. Oh, bummer. It's like rules and how do you get to heaven? Oh, you got to, like, be good. You got to do the Ten Commandments. Okay, what are the rules? What are the Ten Commandments? I don't know. (laughs) And so uh, we started going to them and say, hey, it's really not about... Rules. It's about relationship. But the rules that God has given us aren't bad. In fact, they help us to live in God's best plan for us. Amen. They really help us. Just like that soccer game I was saying, that, you know, with no lines and no referees and no rules, how much fun is that? Everybody's, all the little kids just end up getting hurt, falling down, crying. It's no fun. But when you give them parameters and rules, coaching, referees, Wow, the kids can really thrive and have fun. Same thing with us in the Ten Commandments. God has given us these commandments so that we would live best. Amen? And we don't enter into a relationship. Just like God's people didn't enter into a relationship with him by keeping the Ten Commandments, they were already in relationship with him, right, when he gave them the Ten Commandments. We, in the New Testament, enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ accepting his sacrifice for our sins. And God gave us the Ten Commandments, in fact, all the laws, 600-something laws, to keep us from messing up our lives so that we would stay on that path, following him, so we could experience everything he wants us to experience, everything he created us to be. And so we're here on this journey, and we did the first four, and now we're going to finish up The last six. And you're thinking, what? That doesn't really make sense. Okay. How are you splitting it up like that? Well, the first four commandments, some of you know this, are really about honoring God. It's really about our foundation. Our foundation is, number one, live your life life by honoring God. He is the one and only God that we worship. Number one commandment, right? Worship God. Number two, don't put God in a box, in your little box, and make an image and worship him in that way. Don't make any idols. Number three, don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember that one? For your own personal benefit, for your own gain. Don't misrepresent him to the rest of the world. Number four, trust him for everything that he will provide for you. By taking the Sabbath day. Taking time to rest. And then everything else will fall into place. So when we truly honor God, the first four commandments, we won't think of those other things like committing adultery, stealing, murdering, coveting. It really forms our foundation as we head off into the next six. It all starts with honoring God. And that's the title of the message today. It's all about honoring we honor god and the first four commandments teach us that when jesus was asked hey what is the greatest commandment mark 12 29 jesus replied the most important commandment is this listen O israel the people of god listen the lord our god is one the one and only lord and you must love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and all your strength. So that's what it looks like, loving God for the first four commandments. Loving God vertically. And just like the cross, you've heard this before, just like the cross has two wooden beams. The first one goes up. And we concentrate on the first four commandments. Loving God vertically. You and God. Relationship with God. You've got to get that right. That's foundational. And then the second one is loving others. Loving horizontally. Looking to the person next to you on the right and on the left. In fact, look to the person on your right. Tell him I love you. Look to the person on your left. Tell him I love you. <laughs> All right. Isaac, was that a little weird? I'm sorry to do that to you. But that's your brother right there, Peter. He's a good guy. Give him another chance. All right. Okay. First, you just got here to this church, you're thinking this could be a little weird, all right? These Christians do too much hugging and too much I love yous. That's good, though. Where else can you get all that, right? Um, Jesus said to love others horizontally, and that was equally important, right? Mark 12, 31, the second is equally important, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. He didn't say then the first part. No. Loving God with everything you have, vertically, and loving your neighbor as yourself, horizontally. They're equally important. You sum up all of God's commandments, God's commandments the Ten Commandments. Just love God with everything in you. It sums it all up everything in you and then love others just as you would love yourself and it is important to love on yourself too as god loves you that's the whole deal about the ten commandments and that was a foundation for setting up the nation of israel at the time this was god's law he was the divine law giver this is how he would make sure that his nation nation of israel his people Would not only survive, but thrive. That they would live a God focused life, not a me focused life. That they would live an other focused life, others focused life, not a self centered life. So let's look at the second part, the last six commandments, the loving others commandments. Amen. Number one, you can write this in your notes. It's all about honoring. Number one, honor your father and mother. You can write there in your bulletin. Honor your father and mother. The first commandment about honoring your parents may be a little surprising. You're becoming a nation, the nation of Israel, and God is saying, okay, now, love your parents. First of all, love me. I'm going into the others now. Love your parents. Hmm, but as we see loving our parents, the family is so foundational for a nation. So foundational for our own lives and our families. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Going into the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. Wow. Wow. This is the only commandment like with a like there's a repercussion here if we can do it. There's like a good consequence. We will live long in the land, a full life in the land God has given us. It all starts with family with God. The institution of family, so important to God. As it goes with the family, so goes the nation. You may have heard that saying. It starts with Honoring God. And then he says, honor your father and mother. So if you look at the history of Israel, the strength of the nation rested on what? Their families. In fact, still like that. Very close families honoring your parents. And parents would be teaching and training their children in the ways of God. And when their children could get that, could catch that, wow, my parents love God, and I want to love God too, and I want to honor God by loving my parents who love God. Wow, the nation was blessed. The nation prospered. But when the children chose to, hey, that's my parents' thing, that's their religion to go to that church, I don't like those hard pews, I'm going to go do something else with my time. You know, that's kind of not so hip and... And cool anymore. I'm going to do something else. Oh, you know what? Their beliefs are so rigid, like so outdated. It's not what I learned in college. Nah. The nation changes, the nation suffers. So that's what the book of Kings is all about. The children chose not to obey their parents, not to honor their father and mother, break that commandment, worship other gods. What happened? They were taken into captivity. It all starts with honoring the family, specifically honoring your parents. And this, honor your father and mother, is my favorite commandment when I talk to my kids. It's like, hey, the Bible says it, okay? Get this one if you're going to get any of them, right? Parents, you know what I'm talking about. You like memorize it, okay? It's right there. Bust open Exodus chapter 20 and go through that. Point right to it. Then tell them, you want to live long or you want to live a short life? (laughs) I brought you into this world? No, just kidding. That's a promise of God's, right? We honor our parents. We're going to live long in the land. You believe the Bible. You believe the whole Bible. Let's teach our children how to love God. Amen? Let's love God ourselves, because like I said, most of it isn't taught, but caught. Most of what we teach our children, teach anybody really, it's about living the life. And they see you worshiping the Lord. They see you genuinely like loving just to be in God's presence and having a relationship with Him. Not that we'd be perfect parents and perfect worshipers of God or followers of Jesus, but do you genuinely love the Lord? G- guess what? Your kids are going to see that. Your kids are going to catch that. A lot of times, parents, what we do, and I'm just as guilty as this as anyone, we say, oh, my kids go children's ministry, Sunday school. What do you learn? Oh, we learned some good stuff. All right, good enough. You must be, like, on your way to being... A great follower of Jesus. Like, wow. We can do better than that as parents, right? In fact, the responsibility doesn't lie with the awesome children's ministry. And it really is an awesome ministry. We have so many teachers here who give, give, give. But it's not their job to train our children in the way of the Lord, right? Whose job it isn't? It's ours. And we have to just model it at home. Practical things we can do. What can we do? Hey, instead of just praying for the food, now let's maybe set aside another prayer time where we can actually have fun. And dads, I know we can get all crazy. Just make it fun. Just make it normal. Just talk story. Share your hurts, your prayer requests. Share your be real with them. Let them know some things you're going through. Maybe not not everything. That when you pray together as a family, hey, keep a checklist wow look at this it was actually answered god is answering our family's prayers amen your children will catch it they want to honor their father and mother they want to worship the god that their parents are worshiping and as children we're to honor our parents what if our parents aren't christians honor them anyway of course love them but a lot of times we think this commandment says honor your parents Okay, I'm going to treat them nice. I'm going to take them lunch once a month. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, get mad at them. No, that's not what it's about. It's way more than that. Worship God. Let your kids see that. In fact, if your parents aren't Christians, that's fine. We're still going to honor them, treat them well, very well, love on them, pray for them. Hopefully they come to know the Lord but you have a a new opportunity to set up your family how you want to, right? And it's your responsibility to go from there. You can't make anybody believe, but they can catch it as you worship. That's number one. Number two, honor the lives of others. Honor the lives of others. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13 says, You must not murder. You must not murder. And all of us here would say, Max, Pastor Max, I have never murdered anyone. Move on to the next commandment. Thank you. I don't you don't have to worry about me. This is not the prison ministry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to worry about that in there. They're like, "Yeah, I know. I broke that commandment." And we're like, okay, that's fine. Hey, my brother is in prison up in Arizona. And we joke around. We talk story. And he tells me all kinds of stories. It's really crazy. okay? But, and a lot of times, they're the ones most close to Jesus in there. We're the ones in our own little prisons out here. Doing all kind of other stuff. And they're in there worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. And these commandments, like, sink in. You must not murder. And we're like, ah, that doesn't really apply but does it jesus said in matthew chapter 5 21 you have heard that it was said to the people long ago that was the ten commandments in moses god's people you shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment 22 but i tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, which is really in in that day a term of contempt. Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. How many of you have called somebody a fool? Just me, huh? Oh, man, I feel stupid now. You guys might be thinking he's a fool right now. Look at this fool. Maybe by the end of the message you might. And you know, all of us, according to God's standard, are guilty of breaking His commandments. Specifically, this one. We've all been angry with others. Some of you are look a little upset at your spouse right now. You don't even want to talk to them or look at them. You say, "Yep, this was a hard morning." I've been there too. We have harder mornings. Say. Oh, you know what? That was just my morning, Pastor Max. I was just so upset. I keep it in. And you know what? Even if I don't yell at that guy in the freeway, in my head I was thinking it. Even if I didn't say it to their face at work, you know what I was thinking, God. We've all been there. And the commandments, the law of God, is like a mirror. It's like we have an opportunity as we're going through this series. And as we're going through our lives, as we think about God's law, it's like a mirror that we look into. And we look in the mirror, and we see the dirt on our faces. We see all the blemishes. We see all the sin. We see who we really are. That's what God's law does. It acts as a mirror. We hold it up. The book of Hebrews talks about this shows us that we're really not honoring the lives of others we're very honest with ourselves commandments are telling us that someone has wronged you you get bad you take it out on them maybe with your words and your mind you messed up you blown it it's okay all of us have blown it but god wants us to say okay I'm learning here. I messed up. I've blown it. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to realize that I have blown it. I'm not just going to continue on with my day. I'm going to say, Lord, I shouldn't have thought that. In fact, I just, in a way, committed murder, according not to my standard, but to your standard, Jesus. Whew! Sometimes it helps when we have to get real, start to look in the mirror. Look into the law of God and see who we really are. Tell God the honest truth about yourself. It feels so good to do that. We can just come clean with God. God, you know know it anyway. A lot of times I pray that prayer. You know it anyway. I'm going to tell it to you. This is what I did. This is what I thought. You know it anyway, God. I'm just going to confess it to you. receiving His forgiveness time and time again for all the times I've blown it. If there was a a clicker, a counter, man, it would be just (laughs) click, 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 God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does it ever get old? No. His mercies are new every morning. Amen? His mercies are new every morning. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the bad news. Verse 24, the good news is, and all are justified freely by his grace. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Have you experienced God's grace? A lot of times, grace means nothing. Mercy means absolutely nothing until we get to that point where we can look ourselves in the mirror and say, I'm messed up. Man, I'm dirty. That's what the law of God is there to do. Number three, honor the marriages of others. Honor the marriages of others. Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. You must not commit adultery. You must not commit adultery. We are to honor the marriage relationship between two people. That seems like a no-brainer. Yes, of course. Okay, you must not commit adultery. If you're somebody here that has, there is forgiveness, there is grace, there is God's mercy, which we just talked about. But all of us, all of us are guilty. Check this out. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 27, You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And you can flip that around from the woman's point of view too. We've all broken this commandment, why? Because we're all human beings, <laughs> imperfect, have a sinful nature. And I was thinking about this, how can I apply this? How can I make it like sink in for us and think, okay, yeah, this is something that we're really dealing with and make it relevant. And I was thinking at the beach, you ever go to the beach lately? Vern, you were at Makapu yesterday. <laughs> Waves are good though. Hey, you go to the beach. Everyone lives in Hawaii. You go to the beach. Nowadays, I sound like an old buddy-daddy. Yeah? Oh, these kids, Their are uh, swimsuits. It's like so small now. <laughs> no, it is. My wife and I, we go to the beach and we crack up. We're like, what? Like, where's the clothes? My wife went to the water park, and they had the kids. I'm not going to say from what school, because some of you guys are alumni. It's a very popular private school in Hawaii. They were there on a field trip, and all the girls wearing these bikinis They have nothing in the bottom backside, okay? And they're all around the other kids, little kids at the water park. And my wife and all the teachers are like, what are we going to do? It's just, what can you do? It's just the, the way our culture is nowadays. It's just what they wear. It's crazy. Jesus wants us to know that each one of us is tempted. But you don't have to fall victim to the temptation. But when there are times and you have looked upon somebody lustfully. In fact, did you know that, you know, they say, just as many women are into pornography as men, people don't know that. Yeah. People think, oh, pornography is like just a guy's thing. Guy's problem. No. My wife went to a retreat. The retreat, the women talking all about the things they're sharing. It wasn't of this church. Don't no worry. This is like a long time <laughs> You're looking at people like, oh, man, I never knew. Women are sharing some stuff, and that's good because they're sharing it, confessing it, getting healing, okay? So many times, people's lives, people's marriages getting wrecked, stuff like pornography, going on the Internet, checking all, all these sites and everything. But God is here to say he wants to break any addiction. He wants to offer you a better way to live. And if you're somebody who has experienced and you've fallen to the temptation, Jesus is saying, hey, there's a better way to you for you today. You see what the law of God is doing? See what the Ten Commandments are doing? It's holding it up, and God is using it as a mirror. He's using it to convict us. This might not be your issue. This might not be the thing that you struggle with right now. God is offering forgiveness for our strongholds get with a brother get with a sister that you can trust get with somebody that you can share the deepest things Oh, so shame i don't even know i don't want to tell you this i don't ever like say this to anybody but you know what i gotta i gotta just share it because i want to receive god's forgiveness i want to receive his healing i want to move forward you know you just share it and then god is just going to come in cleanse you out from the inside out we honor the marriages of others with God's help. We don't fall victim to the temptation. Psalm 199. I love this. Verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? And that's not just for young people, that's all of us. Psalm 190, 199. So, 119. No, sorry, 199. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Stay in the word of God. I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hmm. Praise me to the Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts, that's your laws, and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. There's a certain level of rejoicing in God's law. As we continue on, we say, Lord, help me to keep my way pure before you. How? Just stay close with God. Be in his word. The Lord develops this wanting, like a... Hunger to want to get to know him more. Want to please him more and more. Moving on to number four today. Honor the property of others. This is actually commandment number eight. Honor the property of others. Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. You must not steal. You must not steal. So when I was younger and I think, some of you have heard me tell these stories before. And these are stories like, oh man, that's like so embarrassing. So I don't I don't want to go there and rehash it, but as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know what? I used to be somebody who had a real problem with this. I'm not a klepto. You go into a store. But don't lie, because I know sometimes you get tempted to do it, yeah? <laughs> sometimes you go into a store. And it's like, nobody is watching. And I don't know what it is, but this sinful nature come over you, and you're like, I could just take this right now, and nobody would see. Oh, wait, well, I'm a pastor. I cannot do that. If I get caught, if I get caught, nobody would. I, okay, don't do it. Just a recess Pieces. It's like, why am I dumb? Like, what's wrong with me? No, but being real, growing up, I had a problem with Stealing. We would steal all kind of stuff. We stole a bunny rabbit one time from Kahala Mall. Just so we could take it home and we had a bunny at our house. We had, you know those Mercedes Benz signs? We used to pop those off the cars. We would like wear them around our necks. (laughs) Micah knows. Micah had. (laughs) Kevin, I know had a whole collection. (laughs) Kevin, you had everyone. yeah? You even probably had the Jaguar. How do you get that whole jaguar off? <laughs> okay. And, I mean, and all kind of stuff. It, it just got worse and worse and worse. And you're probably thinking, no, I never had that problem, Bester Max. <laughs> Not even once in the supermarket. Not even as a little kid. Nobody can take what belongs to others. We're to honor the property of other people. Delight yourself in the law of God. And I found that over time, as I've gotten to know the Lord, as I've gotten to know His ways, and that's what God's law really is. God's law is God's character. God's law is God's ways. That's who He is. Get to know who God is. Get to know ourselves. And you know what? I'm starting to delight. Oh, man, I don't have to steal. (laughs) That sounds so bad. It's like, I can work. (laughs) I can actually earn a living. In fact, I don't want anything that I didn't deserve. I don't want it. There's a sense of God is telling me, do things the right way. I delight myself in the Lord. Number five. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. Honor the reputation of others. Honor the reputation of others. So a lot of times in Hawaii, we say, you know, like, don't talk stink about somebody. I remember when I was working in restaurants, I used to have a lot of restaurant jobs in college. And, oh, when you go to the restaurants, everybody go behind. Everyone talking, you so know what they did. Yeah, this is what You go to just about any job. Everybody's talking about everybody else. Don't do it. Don't get into the muck. Honor everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what their reputation is. Make yourself, say, put a rule down. It's God's law, in fact. And it says, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. Don't say it. Don't go there. Keep yourself pure keep your words pure your thoughts pure think the best of them speak the best of them speak the words of life you don't have to say something about somebody to prove anything let God help prove you let God help you out of that situation even if they're tearing you down speak words of blessing over the situation over that person who's persecuting you. Amen? That's number five. Honor the reputation of others. Number six. Honor other people in your thoughts and heart. Exodus 20, verse 17. You must not covet your neighbor's house. Okay? You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else, That belongs to your neighbor. Don't covet anything of your neighbors. Honor other people in your thoughts and heart. To covet means what? It means to strongly desire something. To strongly desire. It's not admiring something. That's different. Admiring something is totally different. But when you covet, you're desiring something so strongly that you actually become unhappy with what you have. It's like, you you see what they have? Oh, look at their car. Mine, oh, junk. It's like two years old already. Thank you, Thank you Cheryl. Mine, oh, it's like. I've got to get the newer version. Oh, look at where they vacation. Where do we vacation, honey? Oh, we just go camping. Oh, so junk. Staycation doesn't sound the same. I was all excited until I saw where they went. Man, the Maldives. Where is that? I got to Google that. Sounds exciting. Oh, Dave, he went to Spain. Dave, oh, he probably ate so many good tapas. Google the tapas, okay? Google the tapas. Dave is like venturing all around Europe. Man, where am I walking? Kalihi. <laughs> Too scary. I got to drive out to Hawaii car and walk. <laughs> Act like Dave. You know, you covet. We covet other things, and we're all guilty of wanting something. And then what we have. Even deeper things like other people's families, other people's giftings. Uh, like I said, that's like a lot of the problem with uh, Facebook. I find myself just coveting, coveting. I got to say, Lord, I'm, all of that stuff, I'm, I'm happy for Dave. I'm happy for all my Facebook friends going on, doing all that fun stuff. Like they went Disneyland how many times in the last month? I, I just thank God that they can do that. Lord, you're blessing them. Continue to bless them. You know when you rejoice in other people's successes and what they have, how that frees you up? Try it today. Just whatever you see. Even people, weird old people or you stuff you're mad on TV, see them, instead of judging them or coveting, just go, I bless them. Lord, thank you for blessing them like that. Wow. Just continue. Help them to come to know you and use it for you, your kingdom. Don't covet. So important. Because not honoring others in this way, not uh, honoring other people in your thoughts, because that's where it is, right? It's really here. And here. Not honoring other people in your thoughts and your heart can lead to messing up in other areas. See how we came full circle again, coming out of the Ten Commandments? We take our eyes off of God, we're looking around at what everybody else is doing, what everybody else has. God says, don't do that. Don't covet anything of your neighbors. Hebrews ten sixteen says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. God wants us to guard our thoughts, our minds. God wants us to guard our hearts. God has put, in, put his Holy Spirit here and written his law, what is good, what is right, on our hearts. And he not only convicts us when we're going off course, but he gives us the power for healing. He gives us the power for victory over those things, over those temptations. And that's the only way God is saying. You want to follow my law, what is right, what is holy, what is pleasing to me? Do you even want to have the desire to do so? Then let the Holy Spirit in you, the one who has written God's law on your hearts, to go ahead and win that victory that you would want to follow the Lord. Let me remind you, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus talked about clarifying the law. He said, don't misunderstand why I've come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophet. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Another translation says, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Following God's law is only fulfilled, is only accomplished when we follow Jesus And I'm going to invite the worship team to come up on stage. The title of our message for this series is called, Are the Ten Commandments for Today? If I were to ask you that question, what would you reply? Are the Ten Commandments for Today? The rest of the world would say a resounding no. Ten Commandments? That's old school, dude. That's like. Way in the past. Get real. Get hip. Get with the times. Ten Commandments. In fact, even some Christians and churches will say, sorry, we're living in the New Testament time. We just got to follow Jesus. In fact, just follow love, man. Just all about love. And it is all about love. And the Ten Commandments are God's love letter to us. It's God's saying this is how to live. We're living in a culture that doesn't care, that says they aren't relevant. But as followers of Jesus, we know that the Ten Commandments are just as relevant in our lives today as when they were written 3,000 years ago. I challenge all of us today here that's in this service and in our church that we would be people who would love vertically. Amen? Remember the cross. That's all we got to do. Remember the cross. <laughs> Are you somebody who loves God vertically, loves vertically, that you would love and honor God, your relationship with him? Let's love and honor God with everything in us. And then I challenge us that we would be people who would love horizontally. We would be people who would honor others. We would be people who loved other people so much that we would say, I desire, Lord, that I follow you, but I also desire that my neighbor, my friends, my family would know you, would know the ways of life, would know what it's like to have victory over sin and forgiveness for their sin. Amen? Why don't we go ahead and stand? (coughs) And as we close, I'm going to go through the Ten Commandments. Hope it's been helpful for you number one worship God and God alone number two don't shrink him down and put (coughs) him in a box and make any images of him and worship those things number three don't misuse and misrepresent God's name for our own gain number four honor him and trust him for everything by observing the Sabbath number five honor our fathers and mothers number six honor the lives of others all lives number seven honor marriages number eight honor the property of others number nine honor others reputations finally number ten guard our thoughts guard our hearts against strongly desiring about being jealous or envious and coveting what others have. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you are the God of the Ten Commandments. It's your law, Lord, that showed us how to live the ways of life. It's also your law that shows us, Lord, that we can't keep it. And We look into the mirror today and we say, God, I'm a sinner. I realize that. Lord, maybe even for the first time some of you are saying that. If that's you, that you would say, that's the bad news. The good news is that Jesus came and died for your sin. He came and took your place on the cross. He came to fulfill the law. And if you want to have ex- forgiveness for your sins and hope for tomorrow as you li- learn to live with victory over sin, that you would pray, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for taking my place. Please help me. Come and live within me by your spirit. That I may learn to follow you. And I may learn to desire to want to know more and more and more every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.